How you doing, man? Hey, doing good, brother. Good. Very good. Oh, there you are. Well, it's my, what time is it now? <laughs> yeah, seven o'clock. So you're at uh, one o'clock. Had, yes. Did you have your lunch? Oh, I got a buttery coffee. <laughs> so that counts. Oh, so, uh, you're doing that um, bulletproof coffee? Sort of, yeah. It's sort of that. Like, it's got a bunch of stuff in it. Like, I just kind of took their butter coffee thing and, like, it's like, I'm going to run with that because it does taste really good. And, um, then all the fat helps you absorb like any other things you put into it. So I'll put in like chocolate and like a lot of um, mushrooms and the fat from the butter helps you like absorb in all the and medicine. Mushrooms? You're, you're going to make me throw up. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> you know, you don't like the mushrooms? Dude, I mean, I, mu mushrooms in this like with my spaghetti, but I'm not going to be drinking mushrooms. Oh, they're, uh, they're like powdered though. Powdered. Actually, no, they're not even powdered. Some of them are powdered. I have some that are um, in like alcohol extracts too. So you mm -hmm. don't even taste them. The coffee tastes like just eradicates it. But I hear you. I know, right? Mushrooms and coffee, it does sound weird. I don't want to knock things I haven't tried, right? I mean, I just, it has a mushroom taste. And dude, you know a little bit about me. I'm actually a... Uh, Mushroom, actually, uh, the funguses are my expertise here. It's part of my oh, job. Really? Yeah. Can you remind me what you do? It's been so long since we've talked. No, dude, well, actually, it's, I mean, I, it's what I, I, I had a business also doing this, like, um, wood pre uh, preservation. So dry rot, you know, that's a fungus. Mm -hmm. And it's very interesting because it has a consciousness too, right? And it's, and I've began to realize, oh, wow, this is, this is pretty deep. But because uh, it reflects the people in the house and stuff too, and I see these connections with uh, mold and stuff, you know, like it's like you're, it's really amazing. But uh, this, why we can make so much money here in Germany is because this, <laughs> this fungus dry rot, it goes into the wall, into the, the bricks. So you take out the wood that was damaged and it still lives in the freaking bricks. And it can come out at any time over, you know, and spread out like wildfire if it has the right conditions. So you have to bore holes in the wall and press it with the fluid and fungicide. And uh, that doesn't even really, it only contains it because you can't completely destroy it all. Isn't that's it amazing? Like living with like a, um, that's like having your house built on like a portal another dimension and you have to have like a priest come in every now and then to like seal it off he's like he's like i can't banish it forever but i can at least keep it at bay definitely i feel like constantine sometimes you know like when i'm going to do my work you know it's like uh i'm like okay what what, what these people are, it's some sort of possession stuff going on too like i look at the person who you know well if like if you're doing a mold i mean i'm not i don't do that too much i usually just leave that shit alone because you can't get rid of mold i mean it's like it's the whole ecosystem of the apartment so you can paint it or do something to that mold or spray it. It's going to come back because the conditions haven't changed. And it's a lot about our life, you know, like you can try to rub something out and it's going to come back. And they always want like a guarantee. I'm like, I'm not giving any guarantees. It's like, yeah, <laughs> I've never had to, I mean, I've, I've lived in places with mold, um, which mm. is you know, not great, but I uh, have never had to like try to get rid of it. And from what I hear, it's like exactly what you're saying. Like most medical people, if like uh, their patient has a sensitivity to mold and they're in a moldy house, they won't even tell them to fix it. They just say, leave your shit and move. Like they just, they don't even say bring things. They say, leave your shit because the mold is in your shit. Leave it there and go. <laughs> that means you have to burn it or what? Um, God, I don't know. Yeah, at that point, you I mean, I, you'd probably want to. I mean, it's a, it's a complex issue because it's a way a lot of these houses are constructed and then how they're, you know, upkept by people. But ultimately, if you have like a home that's like susceptible to mold, whoever lives there is kind of, depending on their sensitivity, can be screwed by that. And um, yes. yeah, man. So I don't know, maybe in like a, a world where we can just like unlimitedly not care about resources, totally burn it. But I don't know. I wish there's some kind of way to, to rectify and remedy those types mm. of homes. Yeah, there was a case of a, uh... So this dry rot, uh, one of the, so I had a little small business and, but you know, I wasn't doing much of the work, but I had to do a little bit sometimes. And there was this basement in a multi-family house. So the buildings here in Leipzig are all like multi-family buildings, you know, fours on top of others. And, and, and usually in the basement is where people keep their stuff they don't want, their, you know, it's like their garage. And, um, and so the fungus 
loves, of course, basements because it's, you know, the moisture and if there's any bit of wood there, then it, it can attack it. And this woman's <laughs> totally, it was all over, the, the spores were all over her stuff. And uh, she, here in Germany, they recycle and they get, uh, it's, it's really weird, but you, you can like, you know, those advertisements you get of newspapers, you can like put them in bundles and they weigh it and give you money for that but like per you know kilo or pound you know three cents whatever 20 cents so you can imagine somebody she's one of those people who's like collecting all those to turn in for but you have to wheel it or bring it to the it's just it doesn't make economic sense but some people do it here um and but the the sad thing was i had to it had to be thrown all away and that was like also photos and her you know, possessions, and she began to cry a little bit. And I was like, you know, if, you know, of course, I felt bad, but I, I is like, at the same time in my own life, it's like, okay, this, now I see that's a blessing, you know, it's a, like, it's like the universe telling you to let go. It's, you know, don't hold on to these things. And yeah, you know, but at the yeah. time, it was like, I felt like, oh, I'm the bad one for doing this, but it's like, I can't, it's like a, a bit of law here, you know, you have to, because it endangers the others and, you know, the contamination stays. Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's a, definitely like a thing, you know, a lot of people like, especially when they're older and their, their family moves away, right? They have that like material attachment and that sentimental attachment kind of downloaded into all those things. So it can represent almost like, you know, really losing something, but it's, it's ultimately a growth point because really it's just, it's stuff that is, you know, ephemeral anyway, right? It's just material things. And, um, mm. You know, she still has her life, still has her house, you know, yes. I'm assuming still has some of the loved ones that were in the photos, hopefully. Mm. Um, although, like, you know, it's hard to guarantee that. that. That's kind of a tough one. But I mean, those, I don't know. I, to me, it's like if someone's depending on photos of people to feel that connection, it's like, oh, you got to learn to uh, dive into that space in your heart a little mm. bit more, you know, because you can experience them in like multicolor psychedelic hd you know if you go into your heart and connect to them so but anyway though i mean that's it's so interesting that that was your job man that's yeah i mean uh yeah i got into it uh my my ex you know the mother of my children her she comes from leipzig where i'm from and or where i'm at now and her father had this business and so i i started with him like three months learning the business and i said i want to start my own business and you know went into it but, you know, obviously it wasn't my, you know, the business, I was cool getting, you know, the loans and building a business and it was a wonderful learning process. Eventually I it went bankrupt with it because it was just like construction is so, yeah, there's so much risk involved. Like when you're, you, yeah, basically if you, if, they, if somebody decides not to pay the whole bill, you have no chance or if they go bankrupt and then you're not going to get any money anyways. So uh, yeah, I kind of went through that process. But um, yeah, my point is, yeah, I got to that, not because it's my passion, but because, but now I'm seeing how it helps me understand things like, you know, universal consciousness in basements, you know, <laughs> it's like, mm -hmm. yeah, it's like, uh, or we keep our dark secrets and stuff, you know, and um, yeah, I've seen a lot of basements. It came up for me recently. I had a dream uh, two nights ago about like it was basement themed. And uh, yeah, it's a big symbol for sure, right? I yes. think you have good a good uh, like intuition to be able to see that connection, but uh, but it definitely relates to that, right? It's like basements are that place where we put the things we don't want to look at, mm. and then I think in astrology they kind of compare it to that like Pluto underworld energy. Mm. You know, it's all mm. Isn't that, that so cool that Pluto's not a planet anymore? Like for us symbolically, what that means, right? Yeah, like, I I think I mean it's. It's weird, right? Because it's not even one of like the old school planets, right? It was like a newer one, right? There was like the three trans, sir, uh, what is it? The Sertatinal, the three trans Saturn planets, which was mm -hmm. like Neptune, Uranus, and Pluto. And those were added later. Like most, mm -hmm. like um, from what I've seen, right? Like a lot of the older, like astrology, esoteric things, mm -hmm. it's like Saturn's the limit, right? It's like Mercury, yes. Mars, Venus, Jupiter, Saturn, Moon, Sun, Earth. Mm -hmm. um, Dude, well, yeah. it's like uh, astrologically, we have a lot of stuff going on, man. It's uh, I see your shirt is like making reference to it as well a little bit. 
little triangles. Yeah, working on that, representing my uh, my ET. ET yeah, the stars is that is that gal are those galaxies too? Is that a real? You no, know, they look they look like it. It's more like sort of they are kind of constellation esque, but it seems to focus on like triangular mm. designs. But the, it's the, funny the you say that. Yeah. I've just been getting into. Um, celestial like star invocations which is like mm -hmm. they have it in western alchemy and magic like you can invoke archangels and angels that represent constellations and i've been um i love that system the western stuff but i've been diving into the Taoist thing for years and i've kind of built my psychic hardware mm -hmm. so to say in a way that represents that Taoist uh, format mm -hmm. so i've been exploring right kind of the Taoist version of all of that where you can invoke the spirits of like the constellations to sort of synchronize and calibrate your body and it was amazing because i was doing that exercise for the first time this morning so it's fun that we're uh we're talking a little bit about that Synchronicity. Yeah. so um what is the eastern thought on this so i, I um i'm if i'm familiar there, there are there are two astrological calendars uh, that we one's the indian version uh, has a i mean we have our western version correct and then there's also I know that the, there's something with the, the 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 rat, the dragon, and and oh, yeah. they're like years, and but they're also astrological signs, right? Or they are, yeah. They represent um, so the year of the rat, right, would also be someone's like Chinese zodiac, right? So mm -hmm. Western astrology, it's like your zodiac sign can vary depending on the month you're in, mm -hmm. but in the Chinese system, it varies based on year. Which like seems like it'd be general because there's like so many different types of people that could be born in a year. So how could they right. all fit into that category? But it's not just the animal sign that represents the characteristics. There's also the elemental balance. So in, in the Chinese system, the Tao, it's really a Taoist system. It's not necessarily Chinese. Mm -hmm. uh, it's older than that. But um, they represent or they represent the elements as the five phases. So you have fire, water, earth, metal, wood. Mm -hmm. And then based on like earth time and the month you're in, they calibrate in all of those other elemental factors. So it's like, you might have a lot of, maybe if you're year of the dragon, some dragon themes, but all that's gonna rearrange based on how the five elements are playing out in your chart. Mm. And they I'm, call that, the really specific one is called the Batze. And the Batze is like that really specific, like this is your personal astrology. If you just go with the animal year, you, you might find some connections, but it'll be more accurate for you with the Batza. Hmm. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, I once had uh, some acupuncture done. And so on a related topic, it, uh, there were, the discussion was also, I mean, they, they, it seems the whole thing talked about, you know, the interpretation was not just my body, but, you know, much more like, you know, also the astrology and, and energetics of it and everything. I was kind of really deep uh, in the idea of the wood, like, you know, I'm, I'm, I have a lot of wood elemental in me and uh, um, I think metal. Um, what would that say about me? <laughs> say a few things. It could say you're good with money. No, I don't know, but well, it depends. That's start a very your, interesting, yeah. Start your own business. You know? I did, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's and you know thing. what, I, I'm, I'm you know, it's magic. I see it. Yeah. I mean, it's like, uh, you have enough. Yeah. 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 So it, it could relate to money. It could also relate to physical beauty. So you are, Thank you me. are quite handsome. That might... <laughs> That's what they say about metal. The wood? Like, the uh, wood or the metal? Which one? The metal. The metal. Because the metal, think about like, right, like a precious gem. You know, um, so that's where the metal thing comes from. So mm. that can relate to like physical beauty, mm. can relate to money. It also can relate to the idea of somebody having to do like a lot of deep work on themselves, almost like that alchemist, right? There's all this precious, raw, crude material in mm. them that they have to go in and excavate it and transform it. So it could also be a sign that, right, there's like um, a lot of power and value available to you within yourself in this incarnation and the challenge mm. to access that and make it usable. Um, and that's sort of, I mean, that's a little bit of metal. A lot of people say metal people too can be like a bit controlling, um, kind of like my way, the highway, it's gotta be this kind of like rigid. It's like, think of metal, right? It's very unmoving, you know, very hard. Right. Yes. Yes. So that's, that's another characteristic people say would its quality is about a, I mean, 
I'm, I'm sure I'm going to have a different perspective than people that like do this professionally. I'm not a professional mm-hmm. um, Tao astrologer or anything, but uh, wood, its element is all about bending and straightening. Um, think of like a tree branch, right? It like bends and straightens, bends and straightens. So mm-hmm. it represents um, in general, an expansive type of energy. It also mm-hmm. uh, connects to Jupiter, which in many ways represents wisdom, the higher self, uh, so wood can have those qualities for sure. And it also represents one's, dr- not necessarily their like will, their willpower, but like their drive to be able to look at life and say, okay, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to do. This is what I want to do. And to see all those different paths and then expand into the path. That's another mm-hmm. wood quality. The juror, which is the kidney quality, that means will. That's all about like being tuned into like your destiny. And then when you have a strong tuning into your destiny, the kidney water feeds into the wood, which is your ability to see those things clearly and move into the direction. Wow, so, that's a very deep, as you said. I mean, I, it resonates very cool. I think it's, uh, we should mention at the same time that we're, I don't know if Jennifer can make it today, kind of uh, invited her, but I think it's kind of cool just to chat with you. I've already started recording, as you probably noticed. I did, like, like maybe five <laughs> minutes in, I was like, "Oh, this is this is this is getting." Yeah, that's the way I roll. It's like I, I I really love just like I'm tired of like saying this is point A and point B. You know, it's like it's like it's you know I'm I'm thinking you know just getting the flow and you know having that's what I'm trying to get that authentic. It's good. It's good. It helped me get into it because I didn't notice we were recording right away. I was like extra like myself like you know how sometimes when there's a camera or a mic in front yes. of you like there's like subtle changes you make to your personality i saw that yeah but by myself i've seen that yeah yeah but when yeah. i when i do that you can see that my videos like um some people posted my videos of the podcast uncut on their youtube stuff like showing me you know messing up in the beginning but like also i could tell my energy shifted i was like i was kind of relaxed and then i got serious and i was like i don't like that either like that's not really authentic i mean it's nice to say who, who you are but i think anybody's watching this already knows who you are and you know i think it's going to be kind of cool just you know not you know uh, giving a direction and i think just freestyling it you know that's that's yeah that's also your style it is it is mm-hmm. and i want to say too the fact that we were like it wasn't announced that we were like recording off the bat. I was like extra in my own element. And then when I noticed, I was like, oh, it's like already happening. And I was like, I don't gotta like alter myself really in any way. Now that I know like I'm, we're live or recording, I'm like, oh, it's just continue this flow. So but like, I would, of course, if you had anything against it, I would have, I mean, I don't have to use, I could, I would cut it, edit it. You're, no, you're we, clear. It was great. No, it was great. I like, I like the intro. <laughs> I liked it nice. a lot. And uh, we have some exciting things happening. I mean, we probably should just mention that uh, the channel panel, putting that together and, you know, it's coming up in two weeks and that's, I don't know, you've, have you been on a channel panel before or have you done that with other channelers? I've channeled with some other people. I channeled with, um, I did, I've done some co-channelings. The main person I co-channeled with was Gita Rose, uh, mm-hmm. who channels a uh, hybrid entity alien named uh, Bella. And we did a program called the Hybrid Dream Camp, which was pretty powerful stuff. A lot of really good information came through. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's the only person I've really co-channeled with. And those were very unique because that was like, it's like ping pong. Like someone would ask a question and then both of my guide and her guide would just go back and forth, like elaborating answers, expanding on points that had been made. So it was, it was pretty unique and it was fun to see the, uh, the synergy. Mm, yeah, I think, yeah, yeah, I really, that fascinates me too, is like, because then you have, I mean, the same voice, the same energy kind of to answer that question is coming up, you know, and, and through two different people too, you know, and it's like, uh, and also with the mixture of you and, and your, who you are and your energetic and, and then Gita's, you know, and uh, uh, Jennifer actually was at that one and she mentioned, uh, I think uh, I think I saw a video of you guys, um, and it looked like pretty, pretty cool. Yeah, I I, I think that uh, overall the energy rises when all the channels are together too. You know, I think that uh, you know that there's something. I, I I'm I'm really hoping that's gonna, you know, bring in some more information that maybe is a bit different too. I feel like, you know, there could be an intention behind it as well, like. 
we we picked a date that's pretty cool i mean uh we picked and we weren't even really thinking about like I mean, we, we were thinking about the numbers when we picked the date but all this other stuff of like uluru activations and planetary convergence like we didn't even 800 we years really of, thinking about that at yeah. all we just were like the 21st yeah. good number like you know i like i remember i read the I Ching. i was like the 21st looks really good let's yeah. do it and then now all this other stuff's coming out to essentially <laughs> the christmas star like, like, the christmas star what the freaking hell 800 yeah. years since that happened but it's going to be the closest they've ever been together you know look like one star and it's like the birth of jesus yeah. <laughs> like, what the hell man it's really getting kind of biblical here isn't it yeah right it's it's perfect timing too though. i mean the yeah. world is uh it, you know, it was ready for that christ consciousness to be to be born and i think it's um, a beautiful synchronicity that we picked uh that date for this event and i think a lot of information not just about those planetary energies will come through but i imagine there's going to be a lot of powerful information that comes through that will help people as they move into uh the new year because as, as far as i can tell the you create your own reality thing is just getting like more and more and more powerful and that's really really positive for some people and that's really really negative for some people because they're not aware they're doing it and they are you know aligning with these things they don't know they have the ability to disentangle from and it just multiplies um, whatever the person's you know energy state is, and I think that the more information of guidance and positivity that we can bring through as channels, specifically on this date, the better, because then there's just going to be more methods out there and basics out there that can help people to take advantage of that energy. So as mm -hmm. they move into 2021, they can start to create realities that really represent their uh their dreams and their passions and um i know i mean i know you know it's possible and you you live it i know it's possible i you know i live it and it's it's like i just you know really want this type of you know medicine lifestyle of just being able to live a, a life of goodness and alignment mm. to be available to everybody and i want everyone to have the basics so they know how to do it mm. you know i don't think there's any reason that uh people shouldn't know these things right mm. yeah i mean you have obviously having this wonderful connection that you, you do uh, to Ryok, um and you know and then you would probably you obviously trust in it even more than other people sometimes because it's coming from you right i mean I, this is an interesting point like uh so, it comes from us all obviously and we're always channeling and we can tell and some of us can and some of us can't but when it's from a higher consciousness or a lower consciousness and that's why I'm very interested too. That's why it's called the living the authentic life and, you know, dropping the mask. Cause I was like, I feel like that is literally what's, what's happening. People are beginning to be forced to go inwards and discover that inner voice, which is so strong. It's like, it's like obvious from that's been silent, you know, even the reason people don't feel good or, you know, a lot of these issues also in the body, it's just resisting that, voice because it's so loud and it's you know it's vibrating you know it's like shouting at us and some and joyful shouting but if you even if you sh any vibration that's hard you know i can imagine if this is i don't know if this is a description maybe you would agree with but you know any resistance to that force even if it's a positive whatever you want to call it it's still a force so i think that that as energies rise anyways people are getting more and more they have to release that shell more and more. It's just that the vibrations don't allow, if, you know, it's just too painful to resist now. To, to Yeah, yeah. It, it can, it's getting harder for people, I think, yes. to, to say no to that. Mm. Um, and that's why it's important, I think, to get this information out there. So they know there's other options. They don't have to align with the energy of resistance, right? They can mm. just imagine if someone who was just in resistance for years, all of a sudden was taught how to get into a state of allowing. And then they just started meditating on a state of allowance for like a week, for like 20 minutes a day. But like their whole their whole life would start to change pretty quickly, especially with the rate of acceleration that's going on. And, and that's mm -hmm. why I, you know, want to give this stuff out to people. So that way, you know, anybody, no matter what level they're at, can start to make these these shifts in their in their energy. But mm -hmm. but I, I agree, man, that voice is getting louder because mm -hmm it's not even just like it's our personal voice, right? Like that voice that's like, hey, wake up, wake up. That's coming from the planet. That's coming from the universe. That's like mm -hmm. a collective 
voice of creation that's expressing itself through people's energy, through their bodies. So it's like, it's really interesting because there's that idea, right, of like free will, you know, and Ryok, Ryok, he could, both names are fine. He uh, talks about free will simply being the choice to either allow or disallow love. He's like, any choice you can make in your life comes down to that. You're either mm. allowing more love or you're restricting love. Mm. And um, a lot of people use their free will to restrict, to limit that right. love. And that's where they get the, the issues. And it really comes down to, and this might sound like, oh, it, 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 what's required is people not being selfish in like a lower way. Selfish being like, I know more, I'm better, I deserve to be separate, I'm supposed to be separate. Being separate's better, superior than being connected to everything. Hmm. People have to let go of that kind of selfishness, the lower will, right, to like limit love and align with this bigger collective will that represents the universe creation's desire right to expand Mm -hmm. and to awaken to a new level and um that's what i think that collective inner voice is it's like hey wake up it's the universe's will saying hey this is like what's happening Mm -hmm. and it just takes humanity you know we've been given this amazing gift of free will to use that power of free will to align with Mm -hmm. that universal um instruction essentially right I, I, you know, I'm part of my back of my mind. I'm getting the idea of the greys, you know, like their timeline, which you're very familiar with as well and how they're helping us. It feels like, I don't know if it was 2012, but we're on that timeline that doesn't go the way that, you know, they came to disconnected from their heart went very technological, which is, I think, kind of a danger when you, you, uh, you get too much into the mind and you believe the mind is the ultimate creator, right? I mean, the, the head mind. And doesn't understand all the oneness aspect and the, and the heart mind and it feels like yeah there's some sort of uh we could have gone that direction that was a very much a potential for us to develop evolutionary to trying to control our environment and trying trying to you know um just not losing that connection to ourself but obviously it's interesting because they they obviously developed time travel <laughs> and all these other Cool they got things. Some, they got some gifts. There were a lot of species that didn't want them to go extinct for a lot mm-hmm. of reasons. So they got some, they got a lot. Their, their multidimensional traveling capacities are essentially technological donations mm. from other species that were like, oh, humanity, no, we love you here. Like, just the greys. Yes, yeah, the greys. Because they're oh. an alternate. There's different forms of greys too, um, which is also very interesting. But the ones that we're most powerfully connecting to are ones from an alternate earth experience Mm. and there's other grades that are engineered in different parts of the galaxy of space for other reasons too but essentially that body form that we are like oh that's a gray alien that's the result of modifying human genetics for environmental adaptation in Mm. a way that like is based on only understanding so much about the human genome essentially Mm. um but anyway, anyway, that's a that's a tangential uh, avenue. I don't want to go down that just no. yet. But <laughs> but, um, but yeah, exactly. I, I agree with you. I think we were, especially pre-COVID. I think we were mm. on that timeline. Mm. Um, COVID, like, fortunately, brought everything to a halt. Um, and there was like some environmental stuff that happened during COVID that wasn't super great. But as a whole, like the endless consumption, production, and just cyclical living, literally across the world had to come to a stop. And I think it was the COVID opportunity that helped a lot of people really rearrange their timeline energy. Mm. The earth, uh, definitely, obviously the environment with all those planes flying and there's a lot of interesting clearing of skies, literally people are showing photos before and after and you know, it's nature coming out. I remember the beginning was like into cities, more wildlife, just like roaming the streets. Remember those pictures in the beginning of the, the COVID? I was like, uh, it's still there. I, I think it's just become more no- normal, but um, less, you, you know, and people, I th- yeah, taking that time to get out of that hamster wheel and just like be, and, uh, and, and they don't know what, how to be. That's the, the new thing. What is it? What am I supposed to do now? 
this is the time for every guru and like every teacher to be like, oh, now everyone's like in a position where they literally have to be like, I would, it's like, I was born for this. You know, I feel like that's what like so many gurus are saying right now. Like, oh, now the world's ready to hear my message on like doing nothing, you know, <laughs> and being no one. <laughs> no, it's, it's a, uh... You know, it's wisdom. It's freaking wisdom. And it doesn't sound like it's wisdom from another perspective. A go-getter, you know, somebody's achieved things or believes in that system, of course, is going to, you know, be derogatory in some way to people who say, chill out, take it easy. It's not so important. You know, you know, it's all about love, man. <laughs> and this is really, no, it is. It's that that was always the truth, you know. Uh, do you remember that there was a uh, there was a movie? I actually I think I just saw the trailer of it. It was called it was probably up your alley too. It was like a something like a romantic movie about a guy who lived the Dow, like Joe Dow or Joe Living Dow. Or do you ever heard of this? I have not heard of this. No. Yeah, I think it's from the nineties. I don't know. It was, uh, yeah, it seemed it, it was. Uh, I think it was also about like how he picked up a lot of chicks or something. But it was just like a dude who. Who didn't that's care. A, that's a pretty Taoist thing. <laughs> that's real. If you go into their stuff, man, they're uh, they're um, they're definitely not celibate. That's for sure. But anyway. <laughs> oh, that's not that. that I know that that Manuchia guy, right? Yeah, what's his name? Um, oh, Manuchia, yeah. Manuchia, yeah. Is, that's his name, or is that the book? That's his. That's his name. That's his name. Yeah. He has his name on the book, right? Yeah, concept. Name's on the book. Yeah. But I thought like the the concept was called that, like the. No, idea no, that. no. That's so he's so his name's Manuchia, and um, the techniques are just essentially called sexual alchemy okay and, um, yeah and solo or dual cultivation so practicing mm -hmm. by yourself using your own sexual energy to bring yourself into orgasmic full body states and higher consciousness or practice with a partner where you both like go into insanely beautiful um orgasmic psychic states um, wow no yeah. i mean I've, I've seen him on like uh few of the podcasts uh you know london real and, and you know he was on a few of these and he seems like a very cool guy um it's and i do know somebody who followed that <clears throat> he went one i think is there there's a gift that one gets he told me after like being celibate for i think it was even like uh 16 months or some like absurd number of time no sex no masturbation nothing and he had a girlfriend when he told me during this time <laughs> and he but oh, wow. yeah yeah he, he said that the point you're you're told that i don't know the, this is montauk chia's book or that you're given a gift after the at the end of that period but he got the gift earlier i think he was like actually maybe like 61 weeks and i'm i don't know if I'm getting the numbers right you know but it was not the full process he was actually in in las vegas in a hotel room looking over the strip and had an out-of-body out of experience, you know, just so, uh, you know, it just came so easy. I don't know, though, if that was necessary to get it that. Helps. It helps. It helps. Mm. I mean, the no the no sex, no touching yourself part, that's challenging. And I know that a lot of the books don't teach that. Um, a lot of the, the Montauk Chia techniques, which I'm certified in, too, I, I uh, teach men the sexual alchemy practices. Mm. And... Um, a lot of it is based on you essentially stimulate yourself until you're at the point of orgasm and then you essentially breathe the orgasms energy throughout your body to mm -hmm. charge your body like a battery or a crystal but when you don't let the sexual energy out it's mm -hmm. a form of chi right and chi is mm -hmm. it's one of its qualities is it's warm and it rises that's why our organs are in place right the organ chi literally levitates the organs up and mm -hmm. when they're weak you get prolapse they start to sag so the sexual chi goes up. And when you have out-of-body experiences, one of them, there's a few locations your consciousness can project through. Um, one of them is right the mid-eyebrow, um, the forehead, third eye point, the crown, the back of the crown. So when you hold that in, it's, it's going to go up, mm. you know? And um, that's why, you know, having the training is good because it's a lot of chi going up to your brain. You know, mm -hmm. so you can't have out-of-body experiences. You can also get a little cuckoo if you don't know how to move that energy because it's like you're steaming your brain, <laughs> you know? No, no so. it's, uh, I think that, I think a lot of this is, it's an energetic balance of sorts. It seems like we have to just allow ourselves to be a conductive source of, you know, just to let it move out of us, you know, whatever it is, just like free, you know, it's literally free the thoughts. You know, I've noticed that 
I'm quite flexible, even though I don't do a lot of yoga. Whenever I do it, I'm in, I think it has to do with my flexibility of thought too. There's some sort of like parallels. It's like literally a reflection, you know, if you're in, and that's the way I think energy is. It's just, you know, I mean, it's reflected into all aspects of our lives. And if there's a part of our life that we're being very rigid, a lot of people are about their sexuality because um, it's obvious that, you know, the way, let's just say the way that people thought was a healthy sexual relationship, uh, you, you know, throughout the years hasn't been really that healthy, you know, uh, forcing yourself to stay with somebody out of duty and, and like, you know, you have sex once every, you know, blue moon. I mean, it's like, is, <laughs> <laughs> how can I that know. be healthy? It doesn't seem like how that would be, you know, who's that doing any favors to, too? Like, you're just, you know, that energy has to be expressed. I think it can be expressed, obviously, in very creative ass ways, too. You're absolutely right. It's not, but um, the pure sexuality can be obviously very creative. It's like you, you let go of your ego and your mind, and you're, you're, you, the two become one, or I mean, whatever combinations are there. I mean, it's like, yeah, so it's, it's, it seems like, and it's directly creation, isn't it? It's like, it's like our aspect of our body where we create another physical being comes from this dance. <laughs> what do you have, what the hell do you think it means? You know, it's like, it's, it's like the most highest expression of our essence, you know, in the creative process. And yeah. They, they, they say yeah. that, man. They say in the Tao, right. That just the word, exact word you use, the essence, right. That's what mm -hmm. the sexual energy is, right. That's the essence of a person. And through these practices, right, that essence, which is sort of like, if you had to imagine, right, a burning candle, the essence is like the, the candle wax. Through the mm -hmm. practices, you start to turn the wax into chi, the essence into chi, energy, which is like the flame, right? Mm -hmm. And then when you keep doing the practices, that flame then gets brighter and brighter and brighter. And that's called the shen. That's the person's consciousness, so doing these practices, right, you literally take your essence and you make more energy with it. And then when you keep doing that, that energy blossoms into more consciousness, more shen, more clarity. Mm. And it's, it's exactly that, man. And it's, yeah. it's the highest, I mean, it's, it's, in my opinion, it is one of the highest paths out there. And it's a shortcut to, uh, to enlightenment because you, you're fueling your centers, you're fueling your whole body. So mm. they say when you store the orgasm, in the organs, you're nourishing the, not just the physical level, you also nourish the soul level of the organs, which is like in terms of intelligence, they look at that as like the college level, right? If think of like physical levels like high school, um, energy soul level is college, mm. and then spirit level is like the grad school. So when you fill up the organs with this orgasmic energy, their intelligence rises. So wow. they start of the individual track. organs, the organs actually vibrate at a more intelligent uh, level yeah. or and expression. Organ, yeah, exactly. The organs, oh, the DNA, yeah. the brain. Yeah. So everything starts to upgrade. Mm -hmm. And I, I honestly, I attribute a lot of my channeling success to the sexual alchemy. hundred percent. Wow. hundred percent. Yeah. I, I think there's a huge connection there. Mm -hmm. um, and it just has to do with the centers being able to operate with this mm -hmm. like extra fuel that uh, is so special right and is that essential fuel that creates life you know? absolutely and you know i i, I maybe want to attack this onto some another thing that kind of connects us uh is hip-hop and mm. you're a big fan and i think it's the sexual energy of that too that expression yeah. like it's like i mean come on i mean it's like it, there's so much dynamic there it you know and also like the the dark night of being you know desired you know and he doesn't you know all these in their expression and their music is very very sexual you know and it's like when i when i meant dark night i didn't mean like i meant like you know somebody who's normally thought of as you know being a rebel of some sort you know like mm -hmm. uh, that aspect of you know a bit of a not the norm you know, and hip hop, of course, has now become more normal. But there was a time. Can you imagine when it first came out? I mean, when rap, when you know, when America first heard N.W.A. What they must have been. I mean, the, if they if they could have if they could have even vibrated into a reality where they really listened to it, 
you know, and when they talk about, you know, you know, fuck the police or whatever, uh, you know, uh, these type of things. Um, that was just so bold. And, I, and this is where I'm getting to, too. I feel like our expressions, the most important thing for energy is to face your fears. So, and to, uh, and to push through fear and see you, you always get through the other side. So somebody who's like a stuntman, I think can achieve a high level of consciousness too and expression because he keeps on seeing that he survives and survives more dangerous and dangerous things until he doesn't maybe, but because his beliefs don't match maybe. And that's, that's where, you know, uh, and I feel like that there is something, you know, coming from that, that background of on the streets and not giving a shit that energetically brought forth something, an expression that speaks to us on a soul level too. You know, we look past the words. I mean, it's not about the offensive aspects, but the, the beat, you know, and the, the, the pureness of that. I don't know, am I, am I speaking to what you resonate Definitely. with? Definitely, it's, yeah. it's very, um, it, it ties into so much, right? That percussion, right? Percussion mm. is like natural, not just to, um, like hip hop music, but it's natural to our bodies, right? Our, our heart's percussive, mm. right? And our planet's electric field, right? The Schumann resonance and that electrical current going from the North to South pole, right? That's a pulse. That's mm. a pulse. So the, the pulse, the beat, that's something that's built in to nature. And that's why I think hip hop's so powerful and why so many people just love it, right? Because it's an opportunity to like align with that percussive rhythm, especially when people feel like they don't got much of a rhythm. Now all of a sudden they got this external rhythm and they're like, oh, that's my jam. I'm, I can feel it, right? It's a yeah. way of, in, in a sense, it's a way of tuning into nature through that uh, percussion. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you can, what I think is beautiful about hip hop is you can overlay anything into it, right? I mean, you can be talking about like the most terrible, like heinous stuff on the planet in the galaxy or depending on how uh, fancy you are or you could be talking about like um you know divinity and and higher higher mm -hmm. consciousness you know and giving out like little alchemical gems like i love infusing into my hip-hop like really coded stuff where if someone like sits down and listens to that mm -hmm. they're like oh he's talking about like the pineal blend like oh he's he's talking about like synchronizing my brain and my heart together like i like and, mm -hmm. and you can codify that into poetry with hip-hop you know so mm -hmm. you can get like essentially people in this kind of like trance of like oh i love the beat and you just hit them with yeah. these like psychedelic you know rhyme schemes mm -hmm. and before you know it like that's these are a bunch of seeds that are now planted in, in people that uh mm -hmm. you know i think can really affect so many folks i think that's why uh hip-hop is something right that at a certain point kind of became used right to to create like uh, certain effects in society right because it was so like captivating and it was so like arousing and contagious right so people were like oh we can make money off this right advertisers and, and people mm -hmm. and whatever but uh but it's you know anything that can be used in that kind of way can also be used in a really positive way and that's how i like to explore no, it that's what I, I, I know i've about. seen your freestyle so you you do uh freestyle do you also do you know, do you write your stuff down and rap to it or is it like on the moment? I, I don't, I don't do much uh, writing. I, mm -hmm. uh, I find that I put my energies in other things and haven't decided to sit down and actually just be like, I'm going to write a song. Mm -hmm. uh, but I mean, I think I'll get there at some point when that becomes like where I'm directing my focus. I mean, right now I'm mainly focusing in terms of archetypes and themes really on that like magical mystical archetypal theme and a little bit of artistry too but more visual um so that's taking up a lot more of my my space and i'm studying for my um acupuncture license exam too so there's a lot of stuff where i'm like okay it's a lot of time but at a certain point i think i'll start writing but i love the freestyle because anything can come out you know yes. and um it's very spontaneous like sometimes i'll be biking and i'll just like have beats on and then I'm just like rapping to myself, like while I'm biking nice. down the city. Yeah. And it's so funny because no one can hear the beats, but they can hear me rapping, you know, if they're watching me going by. So nice. I, do, do, do you're like, uh, you do, I mean, so you're, you're actually taking the, the instrumentals with you without the, the vocals and the, doing it. Yeah. Yeah. The, and I'll yeah. just listen to, to beats like that. And we'll just, mm. uh, you know, rap to myself while I'm going, um, while nice. I'm biking. Yeah. And, I, I, I don't, I, I, you know, I, I noticed that you do speak about higher consciousness. 
But I think you throw in a, like about big butts or something once in a while, you know, to keep it okay, real. Of course. Yeah. Oh, you got to, you got to, you got to honor. I mean, the, the spiritual aspect of our consciousness is great, but we also got the animal aspect too. You know, you can't, uh, you can't neglect the, uh, the earth part of us, you know? <laughs> no. And uh, you know, I, I, it's, it's funny because, uh, you know, little, little Dickie, I'm a big, I'm actually a, oh, yeah. a show of Dave and I, you know, his freestyling is off the, you know, off the wall. I don't know if that's a term people use nowadays, but so. You can, I think you can use it. <laughs> yeah, I'm a bit older than you are. I'm living in Germany. It takes a while for like things to change also here. Like, like, you know, trends, I'm like I'm noticing that. Uh, so forgive me. Uh, I didn't say rad at least, right? So. <laughs> no, I like, I'm glad you said off the wall. I think, I think it's good. <laughs> no, no, but he, he's, uh, he showed us something very critical. I mean, like a lot of comedians do that too. Like if you're completely authentic and you just, put your all your dark stuff out there like you know putting a playstation controller on your penis to masturbate i mean that's what he's talking about on his in his rap songs you're like this dude actually did this you know it's like or i don't know because it's like and he's telling the world and his name is little dicky you know and he's basically you know saying that he has a small dick and and he's so appreciated now you know because he can do that he's like because he appreciates himself and he's a great rapper but you know that must have been a big overcoming too like being people taking you seriously because it's like i mean you're just like some sort of uh weird al yankovic kind of thing where you're like oh, okay he's just he's not a real rapper but he i, I mean for me uh, he, was, he he is but he's like embodying that trickster you know mm. like uh energy and that's super that's super powerful because that's where you can get the spotlight in a way that allows for your talent to be demonstrated but also allows for you to make like an insane impact into a certain industry or theme of life you know like i think mm. a lot of like um visual artists sometimes will do that and then little dicky with music i think is a great example of this idea of this kind of trickster archetype mm. with a lot of talent behind it which then opens people's minds up to like hold on like what is like my life what is right what is it to not be so serious mm. and what is it to look at things a little bit differently and uh, mm. and see a hero and see the hero's journey in that little in his story as well like you know you know he had that, that idea of becoming more you know and, and i think that it's you know he did his whole his first video was like or one of them was like with no money and he he had the have you seen the video like no, no, I haven't. Uh, seen it. It's like I don't know what the I think it's like. Uh, give me, show me that money, or give me, I need more money, or something, you know. And it's a really kind of cool rap lead, but he a song, he like he needed a mansion to do, you know, for a rap video, you need a nice. Man. So he's like going through Hollywood or uh, Beverly Hills and like knocking on people's doors and saying, "Hello, I'm a rapper, little Dickie," and and he got somebody to say, "Okay, for 15 minutes, you can film here." And then he went to like a Maserati dealer. So you can't just have your car for just 15 minutes for a rap video. And now at the end of the video, I'll give you credit. Did that, got that. And then he, uh, somebody else, like a big rapper was doing a rap video scene outside and he found out about it and he asked, can I, can I film my, <laughs> my rap video as you're filming yours? You know, so he'll, he take it from an angle, right? Like he's, in the, you know what I mean? Like he's, the guy, so they don't have to do anything. They just have to, and he can still use their backdrop for his own video. Right. It was so creative, uh, and uh, and you know, I was like, "Wow, this this is definitely next level." And then his song with uh, Snoop Doggy Dog, where he's like talking about his rap career, becoming a rapper. He raps about what actually happened, and and his method behind is really inspirational. Yeah, that's powerful, man. And I, yeah. it, oh, man, it's. I think that's one of those things where one of the core lessons is right like never hurts to ask never hurts to ask and to and just to ask people you know for help or for assistance and that's a big part of i think what it is to to remember that communal aspects to be in you know part of humanity right mm. people they gotta like lone wolf it doing themselves but like no one's really ever alone wolfed it right no. or done it themselves right? everybody came from some parents Everybody had an upbringing, you know, everybody's given to an ecosystem, you know, so mm. I, I think it's great to, to hear about this person who, who really, you know, took that, that communal aspect that's a part of all of us and then mm. 
used it to climb a ladder to to becoming like a worldwide celebrity you know essentially yeah. it's powerful it's weird yeah i mean uh, but it's like a normal guy who did it and those are the stories we love the most i think it's just like uh you know it's also not really tragedies in his life but you know it's just uh, and the question is who are we too in any moment you know we can just decide i think if you you know if you I'm talking to these channels, you know, I've talked, you probably channel similar information where, you know, they, this, this, it is all about like for singers. So if you feel like you're a valuable singer, you know, the universe will, you'll be open to the greatest songs of all time, you know, just because, and that's all you have to do is be open to that. But you, if you don't believe you are, you're only going to be available to other, you know, not that level you know you're doubted and you, even if you got it you wouldn't believe it you wouldn't do anything with it so there's still like so many aspects to it like you have to have that but i feel like people like that they had the value first if you know what i mean and then just resonated like it was oh of course of course of course and, and that's the story that we don't often get with these biographies we think they're doing stuff but it's the internal stuff that's not being talked about you can't do that in a movie you can't express what's you know, somebody's biography can kind of a little bit, you know, in the relationship with their parents and overcoming, but that internal work is really what's doing it, you know, how they interpret what's happening. Did they interpret that their father left them as a bad thing or a good, you know, later as a good thing or how do they use that? And that's where I feel like, yeah, that's, we're discovering the, the behind the curtain, what's really, you know, happening for a lot of these celebrities too i feel like all of them have to admit something like this if you know what i mean like to be really authentic you're receiving i know michael jackson and others you know they say it's god or whatever but it's not the ego <laughs> yeah oh it's true it's mm. true it's it's really in my opinion man it's destiny you know it's people's like pre-incarnate desire and then their ego being like all right i'm gonna let that happen I'm going to just let that happen. And then they follow the synchronicities. They follow the feelings. They follow the thoughts that are aligned with that pre-incarnate destiny. And then it, it starts happening, mm. you know? And um, I think that's why it has like so many different names, right? Why some people call it God. Some people call it their purpose. Some people like, are like, I don't know what this is, but I'm just saying yes to it, you know? And, mm. and it's because it's, it's something that's alive in us. And for whatever reason, right, the universe wants it to happen. You know, and it, sometimes the universe wants it to happen because it directly contributes to positive things. It contributes to beauty, contributes to expansion. Mm -hmm. Sometimes the universe wants it to happen because it reveals, right, shadowy aspects to creation that, you know, require a little bit more consciousness to, to rearrange them. You know, so the universe will invest in both positive and negative things to really get its point across, right? Sometimes its point is like, focus on this. And sometimes its point is, hey, don't focus on that you know <laughs> negative and positive synchronicity are you know both tools i mean it's like uh and i think that yeah what do we listen to sometimes it's like are you somebody if you're really willing to go the positive synchronicity route and you, you you're appreciative of the numbers you're appreciative of you know you know the black cat walking across the street another one walking you know like you just like take notice of these cool kind of things it's it's all neutral right and, but if you don't, how do you say, if you don't really get the message, then the universe has to operate in more, you know, I think there's degrees of this, but it's, we're, it's a discussion with ourselves. So it feels like, you know, you don't want to live that life anymore, right? You really don't. And you know this and you're like, okay, well then tomorrow tomorrow or you know like i'll wait until the right moment you know the, <laughs> this is all about timing right so it's like uh it, it feels like um just my impression is, is that it's infinite intelligence and it knows us so well <laughs> that it knows exactly what buttons to press and 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 it's like okay it's just a release of beliefs that that for, we didn't even realize we're holding on to, but we had to be shaken up. And um, yeah, and it's all, I think it's all good in the end. It's, it's you know, it's even even with the body, it's if, if, if 
you know, people think like sickness and it's like, how do we define these things? Is it really, you know, it's the look in our definitions. It's, it's all consciousness, you know, it's like, we see miracles happen all the time. We know it happens and that's all it is, is miracle, right? I mean, I think, uh, I know we always have cancer going through us, you know, right? And stuff like this. And, you know, and, and then when it comes up, it's like, um, we need a perspective change of what that means for the individual, you know? It's like- That's a, that's a big one, man. My, my yeah. teacher is in acupuncture school. He said it great. He was like, mm -hmm. when cancer shows up, he's like, that's not a sudden thing. Cancer mm -hmm. is like, you've been driving off the road for years mm -hmm. and your car finally hit up against something, hit a big rock, got stuck. He's like, so that was the thing I have been there for a while. So it's, it's something where it's, it's really, I think for a lot of people, uh, a wake up call to learn how to let go of not just uh, physical toxicity, which destroys the integrity of cells and their geometry, which can give rise to cancer, but also emotional toxicity because emotions right, have their own energy, has their own frequency, which functions as a regulatory geometric pattern. And it can regulate your cells in a way that's based in like um, uh, Jung Chi or right, upright, positive, healthy energy, or it can regulate them in a way that's uh, shit chi, right? Like sick, ill, evil chi, right? So your emotional state's gonna make your body strong or it's gonna make it like, uh, you know, kind of corrupt in its geometry. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that's what cancer is designed to do. It's designed to help people let, know, let them know, I gotta let go. I gotta let mm -hmm. go of physical toxicity. I gotta let go of bad lifestyle habits. I gotta let go of the perspectives that say I'm not, you know, my body's not valuable. So mm -hmm. a lot of people don't think their body's valuable. They think that it's just this like thing. It's just mm -hmm. this thing that will be. And they don't have like a thought of its mortality very often. And they don't have thoughts of, we don't really what it needs. Mm. So there's like these ideas that really have to be, I think, released. And um, those ideas have feelings, emotions, mm. and those emotions are going to have, you know, compounds, toxic compounds physically that reinforce them. And I, I really think cancer is a wake up call for people to, to learn to let go. Um, yeah, I'm, absolutely. I think that, I mean, I, when I was thinking about cancer, from when also the channel material, a lot of it is the same. So one aspect is when you have the cancer, I mean, we all have some versions of this pass through our bodies at some point, some sort of, you know, reproduction of cells that are gone a little bit off haywire. And, um, but when we go to the doctor and they, and the doctor, you know, depending on our state gives us a dire diagnosis, you know, and it's also the universe kind of, I, I think, you know, are you going to believe that you have no, you know, I'm taking a very extreme examples here, but to make this this point of like, you know, it's really about beliefs. If you if you tell somebody that they don't have a you know a chance, or you know, what kind of person are you? Are you going are you going to you know give up and allow that? Not allow that, but that's not even allowance. Um, not seeing the gift, you know, not seeing that in every all the in every dark thing there's some gift and uh the message is and i think um yeah I, I, this this conversation went very dark now <laughs> i wanted to keep it light but i think I'm, there's like a point here that i think it applies to what your work you're doing too with the energy and it feels like um we made things so complicated too that it could, it could be so simple as just feeling good in your body and appreciating it. And we could do it that way, but we have been trained that that's, that does, that's not the key. We'd be told otherwise, you know, that, that the key is to work a job nine to five, be a good person, you know, pay your taxes and save for retirement. And <laughs> all these things are actually level stress. Don't, don't have to be exclusive. You know, it's all about the right. priority, you know, yeah. it's like, it's, there's a lot. I mean, everyone's at a different level with their life and the commitments they've made. But really, what people just got to work in, right, is these five minutes a day, 10 minutes a day, these opportunities where you can just smile into your body and feel good. Just meditate on feeling good. 
people, no matter what level you're at, you can benefit from that. You know, everyone's got five minutes. Everyone's got five minutes somewhere, right? So if people could just start to do that and they do that every day, then all of a sudden they're going to start feeling good, not just when they're meditating, but then when they're at work, maybe doing their nine to five, it's going to carry off into there. And that energy builds and builds and builds. But it's important, I think, that people develop like a loving practice with themselves of just yes, basic, self-love. Yeah. basic self-love. And that yeah. will start to grow mm. and, and shift, you know, everything about them. Mm. And um, yeah, I mean, at a certain point when that energy builds and builds and builds to become like a force that has more momentum than the negative energy they've been creating, then mm. their whole life story starts to change. Because it's all kind of about... Um, feed like that native american saying right of like the two wolves in you there's the dark wolf the negative wolf and the positive wolf and they're both you know battling for survival the wolf that wins is the one that gets fed it's the same thing with the energy right like a lot of people mm-hmm. have these challenges that do give rise to sickness and disease but if they stop feeding those negative energies and start to feed the positive ones that's just going to build and build and it, it eventually the negative wolf just starves wow is that, is, that, is that like, can you, is that analogous to the yin and yang? Would you say that's also the dark you know, in, a, in a sense, in a sense, it's one version of, of yin and yang because yang and yin are not necessarily positive, negative, or right. good and evil. But that's like one way they can be looked at. Like in the esoteric Taoist systems, if you're summoning yang entities, you're summoning like celestial beings and angels. If you're summoning yin entities, you're summoning like either nature spirits, elementals, or like ghosts or earthbound spirits. So in esoteric Taoism, yin and yang can have that kind of like positive negative connotation. Um, But in terms of naturalistic Taoism, it's just nature, right? Space, total yin, totally cold. It's a vacuum star, total yang, right? Mm. Uh, Hot or sunny side of the mountain, yang side, shady side of the mountain, yin side. So it all depends mm. on the context. Um, they can be looked at that way as good and evil, but they're not holistically that. Just no. how, you know, we look at darkness as not holistically evil, right? Some people might say, you know, fear the dark, keep it away. And other people will say, it's just the part of your room where you didn't turn the light on. It's still your house, it's still your room. Go go in there, you know? Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, it's all, it's all a matter of perspective, I think. It is, yeah. You find just more aspects of yourself there. It's, uh, you know, it's a game we're playing with ourselves hide and seek you know i think it's like well there i am there i am there's no aspect but it's literally avoiding what we don't i'm not that i'm not you know or you know there can't be anything good in there you know and there always is you know it's always yeah. a, it's yeah. you know all the we love the stories and we weren't talking about stories we just love the stories about the person who you know that dude who lost his arm in the cave you remember that in the canyon like nine six days you remember that story like under a boulder is trapped his arm and and I afterwards, I yeah, I mean, but like he became a, you know, a showing, you know, perseverance and overcoming, uh, you know, major obstacle and have, making a choice to cut off your arm to survive. Mm-hmm. And um, it, that powerful message that came out of such a tragic experience still spoke so much to so many people, you know, and as a representative of, you know, human, human ability to overcome and, you know, expand, um, I feel like you know, and Stephen Hawkins, a lot of these guys who you know, showed us so many ways of living exceptionally <laughs> with the biggest abilities, disabilities and, uh, you know, blockages. And if they can do it, then anybody can do it is the point. You know, I think that's, exactly. that's yeah. That's Dude, well said. Yeah. I, it's been really fun uh, speaking with you. I mean, uh, you know, I guess, uh, I think we hit about the one hour mark. Is that? Yeah, I think we're there. We're, I think we're at an hour on the dot. Yeah, dude. I didn't even checked. I can't even see the time. So I know I just like felt, okay, it must be up an hour. And I, I know you're, you're probably going to do some sort of a. Yeah, I got some, got some clients to do after this. I've been uh, focusing a lot on the energy healing stuff these days too, in mm-hmm. addition to channeling. So I have a few sessions I'm doing some treatments. Nice. And I'm looking forward to, uh, you know, the, the 19th and the 20th. I mean, you're on the 20th on the Sunday and uh, excited what's going to pop up and i'm still i like the idea that it's not so totally planned i feel like i really want it to like be in the moment you know it's like in these like you know kind of a little let non-physical guide us more and more even with events and you know ideas i feel like that um that just allows for so much more absolutely 
Yeah, well said, man. I want to thank you again for uh, inviting me not only to your podcast, but to this awesome collective channeling event, man. I'm super honored to be there and I'm so excited to get to get to play with other people that are real into this stuff, man. It's so exciting and uh, yes. so, it's so fun to see all these people coming together. You know, it's mm. nice to see communities around these skills forming. Mm. It's coming out of the closet more and more, you know, people are coming out and, uh, and you guys are, by you doing it, you know, first, one of the first to do it, you know, you're really showing other people they can do it too. And I think that's, um, yeah. So my in this un, 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 gratitude, uh, un, unending gratitude to you for your, your boldness and uh, keep it up, man. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much, Justin. And I want to see some more of your freestyle rap videos, uh, please. It's been a while. It's been a while since I posted them. I'll make sure to get some out there. I've been feeling the flow more. Definitely, man. Take it easy, yeah. Hey, you too, Justin. Ciao. So much love and peace to you, brother. You too, man. All good. (laughs) Ciao.